Hey everyone and welcome back to Hot and Messy Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Noel. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited on today's show. We have Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. And Adam, you know, we're doing something on today's show with Ryan that I think we didn't anticipate to do so much of, and that's talk bravo. Yes, that totally defeats the purpose of why we did this podcast in the first place. But I feel like, you know, it's a it's a training process. We have to retrain our brains. That's all we talk about on YouTube. So we have to kind of It'll happen, guys. We're a work in progress. Work in progress. I do have to say, though, that you know The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is coming to an end right now. We have been so vocal on how toxic it has been this season. And so many crazy accusations and situations happening on the show. I mean, we have to talk about it. And we have to talk, it, talk about it with an expert like Ryan Bailey. Yes. I, I love me some Ryan Bailey. Just as much as I love me... Um, a new month. And also, by the way, Jason, how are you feeling on this fine October? Ooh, well, I'm feeling very well on this fine October. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fall. We're here. We're getting into the holiday season. And that makes me excited. I am happy because you guys are rating the podcast and giving us some five-star ratings. And we totally appreciate it. If you roll around Apple Podcasts and you find yourself some time please give us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. We would love to uh, hear some feedback from you guys. Also, you can find us anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your shows. And October is going to be quite a full month for a Hot Messy Podcast. Yes, guys. So we have BravoCon coming up. We have a lot of traveling. Of course, we picked the most crazy month for us to start a podcast. But right. that's just in true Adam and Jason fashion. But I do have to say... The fact that we have over 300 ratings and reviews with one episode, over 5,000 downloads. You guys are fucking incredible. No, I'm, I'm great. The hell out of them. I'm grateful. This does not happen often. It does not happen. I mean, go check out other podcasts. We were beating Dua Lipa. And I, I'm not trying to brag here, but I want a moment because this is... It makes me... I can almost cry. So thank you guys so much. This is this is an incredible time to be doing a podcast. And we have such an amazing community. So you guys are the best. And I even saw where some people were saying, Jason, that our voices sound a little bit more soothing on a podcast. Like we're not as Ooh, animated. Yeah, I feel like we're doing like ASMR. <laughs> but Jason, with that, we address the fact that we have a very special guest. We address mm-hmm. that it's Halloween month. I think I'm ready Did to we, pop is off. Is this your favorite month though? No. Oh Don't my God, you love no. October? No, I hate October. You know, I used to hate Halloween and we have this neighbor. We're living in oh, this um, apartment building right now uh, temporarily while we're building out a oh. house. And <laughs> we have this neighbor and I walked out of the room one day or sorry, walked out of the apartment one day and went by the elevator and there were bats going from literally floor to ceiling. There's a big uh, like plant. Uh, what is what is that called? A, a Venus flytrap. We have to post a a photo on the YouTube Hot Messy Podcast YouTube community tab. Oh, 100%. Guys, you have to see this. I actually took a video of it. So I will post it on our YouTube, which is youtube.com slash hot messy podcast. Yes. And just, I mean, she's a single mom. She went above and beyond what you should do for Halloween. There's a huge like Christmas tree decorated like Nightmare Before Christmas. It is so brilliant. And that is just the entrance to the apartment. If you go on the outside on the balcony, it is you can see it from like a mile away. Can I I have to say that too. It's I don't like Halloween because 
I think I'm a little bitch when it comes to dressing up. Like, I don't have the confidence if someone laughs at the costume that I'm wearing or says that I look silly or stupid, then I will completely take it off and get back in my normal clothes, which is so embarrassing. And it's like you've done before, which I've done before, which is like grow the (laughs) up, Adam, and be an adult and get some hoopspot. I think that's what you say. You just said grow up, Adam, and be an adult. Find a good costume. I mean, is that adulting? I don't know. I I like wearing shirts that say this is my costume. But the fact that she has... I think her son is like six years old and that she goes over the top and she makes this special for him. Like that's absolutely amazing. And Halloween's just not my favorite because I don't have... I, I it, It's just not my favorite. Listen, I don't like October or November. Thanksgivings are also never a good time in the family. My whole family gets together and like everyone tries to beat each other's ass. And then Christmas comes along and then I'm happy and I'm watching Home Alone and what is that Queen Latifah movie that we love? Oh, The Last Holiday. The I Last Holiday. A rerun. The, yes. over, we have, I watch that all through the year. I love it. It makes me yes. feel good. But, but that's the thing. It's about feeling good and it's kicking off the holiday season, Halloween. And I think those memories are they're so special, especially for kids. Like it, it really just gives you those memories of good times with your family. And that's what it's all about. But Adam, you were talking about some stuff we need to discuss today. No, definitely. And before we go into this really quick, I just want to say my stepsister um, just had a baby two years ago and she's going back and forth with her partner right now, her um, boyfriend, because he does not want to celebrate any of the holidays and she grew up celebrating them. And she was trying to explain to him how special they are. So if you do, if you have kids, if we had kids, I would probably go above and beyond Make it special for your kids. They remember it. I remember my holidays and I will always remember them. They're my favorite childhood memories. But with that, we are not back to talk about Halloween Town, guys. We are back to pop off on some pop culture. All right, guys. So now that we're back to pop off on some pop culture, I just wanted to talk about someone who Jason and I actually know. And I wanted to pick your brains a little bit on this. Stassi Schroeder has relaunched her podcast, Straight Up with Stassi. Now, Stassi Schroeder, two years ago, was canceled, axed, taken out. She was done. I think she's calling it now socially excommunicated. Socially excommunicated. Yeah, of course. Everybody fucking comes up with new words and terms to describe (laughs) what their (laughs) shitty situation is. But my question is, is she is someone... And I always base it off of like... You're welcome, Bravo. I'd kind of do like research and development. Jason and I both do because we ask our community. We have an incredible community on YouTube and we always ask them questions. And half the time, I'll say, you know, especially in Stassi's case, do you think she has the ability to come back? And what's really interesting is we always get 50-50 answers. And now Stassi is proving after calling the cops on Faith, after putting hashtag Nazi chic on one of her photos as a caption and being socially excommunicated. She now sold out her book tour. She became a New York times bestseller again. And her podcast is number two out of all the podcasts in the world. What are your thoughts? Which, well, it's insane because I always argued with you that it's not about Stasi making a comeback. It's do we want her back? Do people want her back? Right. And we could never really answer that question. And I think the only way to find out is for her to put herself back out there again. And it's obviously she is someone that people want to, to watch it. it, She is entertaining. You know, I've always been mixed uh, how I feel about Stasi Schroeder. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't want to see you whine on Vanderpump rules anymore. I did like your podcast to an extent, 
But I was listening to her podcast because when you brought it to my attention that she was like number two beating like Anderson Cooper and all of these other people on that's Apple Podcasts. That's huge. I listened to it and I was like, oh, you have that it factor that people just want to listen to. Like you have a way of having a conversation that is just, especially for podcasting, that is just... Um, organic. Or it's organic. It's yeah. organic. And listen, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not co-signing on Stassi. I don't need to. Her podcast is number two, right? But she did explain that, you know, on her first episode, she came in with a bang with the host of Bitch Bible. And that was the very same podcast that I believe she got canceled off of for saying certain things. But she said, listen, I still love to judge people. I have a different perspective. My judging is coming from a different perspective. She said, I think there's something to be said for having thoughtfulness before you speak. And I kind of think you know, we should just be a little bit more thoughtful before we put something out there. So my question for the listeners is, when she's explaining that she has a little bit more thoughtfulness before you speak, again, she's been canceled. Does she stay in cancel cancellation forever? Or does she get to share with everyone how much she's learned from everything that she's been through? And she gets to show, okay, well, there was room for growth. I grew as a person, I learned, I'm incredibly sorry, and I still want to continue to connect with people and maybe I can help people in the future. Like, which one is it? Because everyone I, is so divided. I, think, I, I mean, listen, I think that that's up to her to show people. If she wants to show people she is more thoughtful, if she wants to show people she is more uh, concerned about certain things that she wasn't before, that is up to her. But it's also up to her about how much she cares about needing to do that. Right. You know, and it, does she want to win back an audience that once loved her? I mean, obviously, she has, still has a lot of people who love her. Or, or does she just not give a shit anymore? You know, my thing with cancel culture, there is so many great things that we became aware of, everyone, with, with this. But at the same time, canceling someone doesn't mean you're erasing them from the face of the earth. And we are humans. Humans make mistakes. Humans change. Humans evolve. We, I mean, I am not the same person I was just five years ago. I, I think that as humanity... Girl, live in this body. I'm not the same person I was five minutes ago. <laughs> no, listen, I think as you know, humanity, we should be supportive of, of growth and change and, and education. And yes, she definitely got the axe from Vanderpump Rules. It definitely was... That was deserved for sure. I think it is more deserved than, than let's say... You know, Max Boyens from Vanderpump Rules, who wrote a song lyric on Twitter when he was 12 or 13 years old and was canceled because someone decided to look into his Twitter history, you know, from 12 years ago. It's, I think it, I, I also think it depends on the severity of what you're being canceled for. Like, I think that if you went out there and you committed a hate crime or did something like that, then yeah, absolutely. Like, then it, goodbye. Right. But I, I'm just, Again, I'm curious. I don't really have an opinion so much for like Stassi. I don't need to. I said that at the beginning because Stassi is coming through and she's showing everybody like, you thought I was canceled? Well, watch this shit. I'm going to make a whole book that's a New York Times bestseller about being canceled. And I'm going to relaunch my podcast. And this is just the beginning. Will she be back on NBC or Bravo? Absolutely not. They can't recant that. But will she be on another network? She's kind of reality TV gold. That's what's so great about podcasting is it's your place to speak your truth and whatever you want to speak. You can use your freedom of speech right here on podcasts and people can follow you and people can rate you and that is it. Right.
at the end of the day, we're going to hear her side about it or side of it because people are listening, obviously, for her to be number two. So I am curious. I'm curious how the fans will respond. And now before we started our podcast, I didn't listen to very many. I was talking to Emily D. Baker, the number one legal badass commentator on YouTube. And also she, I think, is like number one in entertainment podcasts. She's amazing. But she's like, what podcasts inspire you? Which ones do you listen to? And I was like, I really just kind of listen to YouTube. She's like, that's the problem, you bitch. That is the problem. (laughs) I was like, okay. Like do some research. If you're doing enough research and development for Bravo, you should do some for your podcast. Right. I should do some for my fucking self and not give it all away. Okay. Well, of course, speaking of podcasting, we have today our friend Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, which you can find anywhere. But really quickly, Adam, I don't want to make you fall asleep because you fall asleep during all of these movies. Oh, God. But tomorrow, October 5th, there is a big announcement coming from the James Bond camp. I don't know what... I don't know. I live for this. I'm a huge James Bond fan. I love what they've done with the franchise, especially with uh, Daniel Craig and his time in James Bond with Skyfall and Spectre, No Time to Die, even Quantum of Solace, Casino Royale. I mean, these were just... It's going to be hard to top these. And a Wait, lot can of I ask saying, real quick? I don't mean to interrupt, but did he quit or does he get aged out? How does that no, work? No, I mean, it's kind of both. It's not... It's oh. not you know, they would have let him do it as long as, as he wanted to. I think he was just done with it in the sense where he's he's kind of completed his role. And there is kind of an age out, I would say. That kind of leads to what people are speculating this announcement will be. Is this announcement going to be the next James Bond? Is this going to be the announcement of the James Bond, what movie they're doing? Because it's all based off of Ian Fleming's books. But there are so many people in this lineup for the new James Bond. Bridgerton's uh, René Jean-Page is is up for it. Tom Hardy, Henry Cavill. These are some of the names I've been reading. Tom Holland, which I don't understand. He's like a kid, so that's not going to happen. But the one person I would love to see James Bond is Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, also Prince Charming and Cinderella. I think he would be amazing. And Adam, all, all actors who play James Bond go through some kind of... They do some kind of film to kind of audition for James Bond. Like Daniel Craig did a film called Munich. And you saw him as James Bond. And I'm sure Barbara Broccoli and other decision makers in the James Bond camp were like, that's James Bond. They're like, oh shit, that's our guy. Yeah. Whereas Richard Madden just did a Netflix series, I just did, like two years ago, called The Bodyguard. It was fantastic. And all you could see, I thought I was watching James Bond. So Richard Madden, we are rooting for you if that is in case the announcement so tomorrow. So that, that's who get... If you had to vote for one, you're going Richard Madden. Oh, 100%. You know, Tom Hardy is a little rough around the edges. Henry Cavill is like... He's like Superman and stuff like that. We It, it doesn't work. I know a lot of people want to Idris Elba, which I thought would be probably the best choice. However, I find him starting now would be just a little too... Old and I don't want to sound ageist here. I just, you know, the next James Bond needs to do just as I think it's okay. Many movies say, as Daniel Craig, right? And I think it's okay. That's not ageist. I think it's just like it's timing is everything, right? Right time, right place. So it's we're trying to get somebody in probably for you know these series in their thirties, right? Because you want them to be able to age with the franchise and then have that ability to stay in as long as they want them in, as opposed to. 10 years from now, we got three movies out of them and they wanted two more, but then in a place in their life where they can't do everything. So, all right, we have our vote. And that is exciting news, Jason. I mean, I didn't fall asleep for that. No, that's great. 
Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, I guess we better jump into our guest. Guys, we want to welcome to the show everyone's favorite, Adam. I'll let you do I'll let you do the intro. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I feel like this is ASMR because I can hear myself in the in the headphones and I'm just so excited to talk to Ryan. So with that, let's jump right in. Guys, we want to welcome Ryan Bailey to the show. Um, host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on what any any place you can find your podcasts. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Unless somebody's lying to me. What if it's not even on? What Actually, what if it's not even up on Apple or Spotify? That would be great. I mean, no, no. Yeah. Anywhere, I think. I mean, Ryan, before, before we jump in here, because I was kind of ignorant yesterday when we were recording um, one of our episodes, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's it's uh yeah, Ryan Bailey. We met him in Los Angeles at the at the live show. The show yeah. Live. And I said, Oh yeah, he has that show so good it's bad with Ryan Bailey. <laughs> I, like, I ranked him. I ranked him. I'm <laughs> even more ignorant here because I went to listen to your podcast and I saw a two hour episode. I'm like, what oh, the yeah. hell? A two hour episode. It was like I'm a, a f- supersized episode. And they're all they're kind of all like that. And I mean, it's no, like I'm ins- Ryan, it's insane. Here's me thinking like, uh, how am I going to listen to a two hour episode? Fast forward an hour and forty eight minutes. I'm cleaning my entire house listening to you, and I'm so engaged in the whole episode. Ah! And I just <laughs> I just found oh, that's the, so nice. It was fantastic. I found the whole. Oh, thanks, dude. The, yeah, the whole conversation, the whole um, your opinions. I I I love it. I think it's fun. Well, then, I mean, first of all, well, I mean, I, sorry, I didn't want to, but just well, welcome to the podcasting lifestyle, you guys. You guys are like kings of YouTube and all that stuff, but like, well, w- welcome to your nightmare. Welcome to <laughs> podcasting, you guys. Shit. <laughs> you know what's so funny about this too is Ryan, you um kind of transitioned over into YouTube, which, like you said, that's like our realm. We love YouTube. And it's such a fun world that we've learned over time. It it took us about two years to learn how to navigate it, learn the algorithm, how to build it. And now we just got this like wild idea to throw ourselves into something that we don't know shit about. So it's like, hey, that's the best, though. That's you guys are equipped for this. This is what I, I I I've talked to Adam before, and I haven't really had the pleasure to speak with you a lot yet, Jason, but it's just so I love how serious you guys take it. Like, and I sometimes take it from a, the show kind of comes from a goofy angle. Cause I can be goofy. I can make serious points and all of that stuff, but I love that you actually do bring kind of the news. Like I, I actually, I get alerts cause I follow the, your YouTube channel and I'll, I'll, I'll like, Oh, Whoa, what's going on with Andy? What's going on with this? <laughs> and it's really great. I have not learned to be concise ever in the, in the two plus years I've been doing this close to three, I think I have not learned to be concise. In fact, they just keep getting, I do like a three hour Beverly Hills recap every week on there. And then I've started to do YouTube, you guys, but like they are three hour YouTube and that's just not YouTube. That is not YouTube. I talked to Adam about this. I'm like, he's going to teach me eventually how to cut things up. Cause my friend Medita, who works on the show and she uploads all this stuff. She's like, it literally took me a day to upload your Beverly Hills recap. Um, but you guys, I, I just I I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait to hear your actual opinions once you guys get going. But I think your voices are needed. And what I love about podcasting is the more the merrier. There's no like we're not in competition. We're not that, like that's as the ma- same with voices. YouTube. Yes, same with as YouTube. many voices as we can have, the better, you know? You know, it's so funny because a lot of people don't have that, you know, that outlook on it because you and I spoke about this too. 
And I was like, what do you what do you need to know about YouTube? Like the algorithm, there are certain things that can push you and make your numbers build, make your platform build. And I, I feel like we have housewives, we have at least three or four right now that Jason's working on their channels for them. He's helping them. And they're like, no, let us pay you. And we keep on just like kind of, we're like, no, we'll help you. Let's, <laughs> let's like everyone deserves a platform. There's millions and billions of people listening to YouTube and podcasts. This is great. But this actually brings me to my first you know, question for you, Ryan, was I know how we got started and you were one of the, you know, podcasters that inspired us to kind of jump into this, even though we're not going to be talking about the same things, but how did you get started? Well, I mean, I got started in a really, uh, I, I mean, I started off, I mean, I still am an actor. So uh, in Los Angeles, I've lived here for a long time. I taught acting and worked at an acting studio for like 13 years and I got laid off during the pandemic. And I was already I'd already just started the uh, so bad. It's good. Like right before the pandemic. I mean, like it was just like a month or two before, I think. And I before that, I had done a Kardashian recap podcast with a co-host and I had never I had never watched the Kardashians. So she was like a genius at it. She had seen all of them and I had seen none of them. So that's what that concept was. And so it kind of took me into this whole other world. And I've always loved pop culture. I grew up in Kansas and I was that little weird kid that I would go, you know, I always say this, I'd go to a mall. My mom would let me pick out one magazine. It would be variety. It would be like the, the movie magazine. It would be the like box office grosses and all of this stuff. And then as I grew older, I naturally gravitated towards reality shows. Like it was like the real world first for me, which a lot of people's entrance points into reality shows was the real world. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you move over to survivor competition. But like, I remember, I remember watching the first night Real Housewives of Orange County 17 years ago or however long it was now. I remember because I remember going, that looks like something I'd love. And I loved it. And I have loved it ever since. I just didn't know there was a community of people like I went through a divorce and that's kind of the other thing that got me into this. I didn't realize there was an online community. I was watching, I was making my wife at the time watch these shows. It wasn't the other way around because <laughs> I loved it so much. And the, the pandemic, well, yeah, so that, that happened in the online community. I found that out and I was like, people on Facebook, there's Facebook groups. I had no clue. So I would work at the acting studio and I was going through like the most miserable time in my life. But at the same time, I had all of a sudden I discovered this community where I could make an Aviva Drescher throwing her leg joke or I could make a Shannon Bedore joke and people would get it. And they, they were landed. like, oh, my God, we're all the same people. Like, and it was so <laughs> I can't tell you because I was never into sports. I was a straight dude that was never into sports. All my guy friends would be like, invite me over and I'd find it the most boring thing. But then they would make fun of me for watching the shows I did. So it it made me realize there was an audience. So after that uh, Kardashian podcast split, I this was something I had talked about with my therapist. I didn't think I could do one by myself. I truly was like, I can't do this. And then I think it was like Danny Pellegrino, actually, who I, I'm friendly with. I think his advice was just like, just talk for 15 minutes. Just talk for 15 minutes and see if you can do it. And I sent it out to a couple people. I know like Hannah Brown, him, and it was okay. And I was like, maybe I can do it. And then now here we are years later. And I, I just, mean, but anyway, 15 minutes wasn't tough. I now do three hours and it's not enough. Chilling in the top 100. You have almost 500 episodes. You have over 2000 ratings, which that's what we're learning. I guess the ratings, like that's, you want to build those. And yeah, yeah. You guys listening, by the way, just real quick. Sorry to interrupt again. I, I just do that. I'm so sorry. But anybody listening right now, 
go hit the five-star button and you can do it on Spotify as well. It's the easiest, simplest, freest thing that you can do to support what you're listening to right now. And you might think it's silly. You might think, ah, but really it does help because of placement. I, I heart radio uh, picked me up because they had seen the reviews. They had seen these things. They paid attention to the numbers and these things really help because most of the time the podcasters are doing it for free. I did this for free for like, you know, the first year and a half and it really does help, but it's the freest thing you can do. And I know, but I'm just saying it's just a quick hit of your thumb. That's all you have to do. Since you gave that to us and thank you and everybody, yes, please go hit the the five star because it is free. I want to give everybody who's listening a little bit of a gift and it's the conversation of one of our favorite franchises, which would be the real housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Oh Lord. Oh, Ryan, here we, we go. Have, here okay, we go. So a little bit for, wait, wait. because I'm so used let to me, talking. Let me to get our, my, my frame Tom Girardi photo out for this. <laughs> I'm so used to talking to our YouTube community, the Adams family and stuff like that. And they know that Jason and I used to work for Lisa Vanderpump. So we've been around the Real Housewives of Beverly yeah. Hills for a long time. But now watching, this has been one of the darkest, most wild seasons to date. And of course, I love, you know- to, I love to use the word toxic when we're talking about <laughs> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, especially this season. I mean, they keep getting worse and worse each year, but then like, we're so in it, you guys, like us, especially like we're so in it. We tear apart each moment of this thing. So for us, like it's toxic. I imagine for like just the bystander, but for us, it's like, we're living with sludge every day and it's building from season to season. <laughs> so if you came at this season new, you might be like, oh, it's, it's kind of bad, but if you Compare it to the season before and the season before that. It has been slowly building to what we're at now, which is an Aspen. And no amount of snow is going to take away the hellish fire that we're feeling from these ladies. And it, it, I tell you, like Wednesday nights, I dread now. I dread. I get I, anxious. You know, well, yes, I tell every week. I'm like, I'm anxious. A, I don't know I, if I want to watch this. I get a nervous tummy. I get like, and then I know I have to watch it again and again and See, take detailed notes. Brian also and doesn't drink. Be, I need a glass of champagne to get through this. Yeah. Oh, well, no, 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 no. I, I, I drink. No, I oh, drink. I just drink? don't, I, I don't drink during the show. Like I oh. used to, no, Adam, I used to, last season, I would recap Beverly Hills and I would, I would have to drink. Like I would have to drink at like the era when it was like the Erica Jane, like, Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? You know, like all of that stuff I would have to drink and I would get hammered during, by the end of the recap, I would be hammered because I would be so infuriated because I'm all about like, I want things to be fair and nothing is fair. The way they gang up, especially in Beverly Hills is so wild to me. And we're, we're seeing that again this season. And now What's worse about Beverly Hills, everybody listening, you guys feel this is the show now is behind the scenes, not on the actual show. It's Lisa has 100%. been campaigning. She has been campaigning for nine months or whenever Aspen was filmed. We have heard since that weekend. Let me take you back to that weekend. Also, the weekend that we came back and the earrings were a big part of the conversation. Rinna from that day and other people started talking then. So we have had to listen to this up until the moment we're at now. And now it's like, we heard so much about it that the actual show part of it leaves you with an exhaustion that you normally wouldn't feel. But we've been living with this story over and over again. And I keep saying to my audience is that 
is Lisa a reliable narrator? I always talk about reliable narrators. Who can you trust when they tell a story? Right. Like you guys, she said, but I'm saying like, but like, think about it. People come to you guys on YouTube and all that. They trust you. There's a trust by the audience. They know you're not going to lie to them. They know you're going to tell your truth. Um, But Lisa, unfortunately, is not a reliable narrator. We've Mm. seen her lie time and time again. We've seen her throw, quote unquote, friends underneath the bus. So here's the question. We're getting to these episodes. Is Lisa Rinna a reliable narrator? It all, I feel, personally hinges on that. So what what she says in these episodes, do we believe her? It was just her and Kathy in a sprinter van. And the other thing. Remember, two things can be true at once. Kathy Hilton can sometimes probably be a jerk and a real awful mean person. So can I. Also, you know, like also we've seen now they wouldn't drink her tequila. They wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do that. I would probably like it was I such was a watching- buildup. It might fall flat on its face. Like, I don't like I'm curious really to see. And also, why didn't Lee, if Lisa saw a tantrum, Lisa strikes me as the person who is savvy enough and is already forward thinking enough for reunions about receipts of, hey, why don't I just hit record on my phone and I'll get some audio just in case I need it. And also, aren't those sprinter vans equipped with cameras at all times? Yes. And then my question here to add to this is, you know, I, I know that there's memes going wild right now with it's so funny and convenient that it's Lisa Rinna who was the one who decided, let me <laughs> jump in the sprinter van with you. Yeah, after after compl- I've given you shit all night about your tequila. And right. not only that, isn't there <laughs> isn't there time between when they're filming this to confessionals where you could actually think of this? Oh, yes. Storyline. Oh, yeah. Think of what yeah. you're going to say and create a whole nother narrative that, you know, Some of the that we've been building up for this Aspen thing for forever. Wait, why is Lisa also the one that goes away with the angry person? Remember two episodes? She was like, Erica, Erica, let's go. Let's go, Erica. When Erica was like flipping out, she right. grabbed Erica and let's like, it's time to go. And now she's the one that takes Kathy. Like, I don't understand why Rinna is always the person. It's almost like, I mean, from what I know about editing and I know about the show, but if you watch the show, it's almost like Rinna wants those moments she wants to be the one that hears all the drama you know i also have a conspiracy here too because i think (laughs) you know we see other shows like the real housewives of new jersey and when we get newbies they try to go in after you know Teresa judai salt lake city this season the newbies are going to go in on jen shaw then we had noella bergner who got herself fired who tried to take down heather debro right so we see this and Kathy Hilton, I don't think at any point she's ever said, I'm Queen B. But I think that last season, she came in as a real fan favorite. And she did the least amount of work. She just said some quirky things. And then well, she's this- not a housewife, remember? She's not an official housewife. Right. She's a friend of, right? And then this She's not season, on the posters. She gets to... She gets to kind of chill. She took half the season off to focus on her daughter. Then she shows up. I'm sure she's getting paid good money, right? And <laughs> yeah. I think that Lisa Rinna's idea is... I'm going to take this woman down. Like I I I have a storyline and it's going to take this woman down because well that'll keep me around but it's gotten so toxic. I mean, you're slamming her as a homophobic, narcissistic racist on social media. Yeah, that's media. the thing is that supposedly she said a gay slur to a DJ, but now I'm hearing it's like now Rena's changed even that and now it's she was going off in a sprinter van and the hatred she had towards Kyle is the big thing, right? You didn't even remember saying that Kim Richards was close to death when that is such a strong statement to make to, about someone who is dealing with sobriety issues. So you also didn't mind taking one of your good friends of over 20 years and trying to out 
an alleged affair, which, you know, whether you think Denise Richards hooked up with Brandy or not, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> she but. probably did. I mean, I don't care. But the thing is, that's not her place, potentially, you know? Right. I mean, listen, when, when people start comparing you, like, because I have seen comparisons on Twitter and like that is a whole nother rabbit hole that we don't even have to talk about. But when people are like comparing you to Patrick Summers at this point with how oh, fast God. your stories have changed, I, I, I want to see what kind of conclusion we're going to get from this. Exactly. Well, also, Rinna in her, you know, like that, that, that text message, like, I've never seen such hatred. I've never seen such an outburst. I'm like, were you at your own Rinna Rose party six episodes ago when you're like, I'll cut you down. Remember when she, I mean, screaming at full voice at her own house. Like, you've never seen rage like that. I was like, I've seen it from you all season long. And of course, we chalk it up to grief. Well, maybe Kathy's grieving. Maybe Kathy's grieving that nobody wants to drink her Casa del Sol. Maybe Kathy is, I mean, also, what you had said, Jason, earlier is so true is that she didn't film the first half of the season. So if you look at this from all angles, and this is what I spent my time doing, Kathy's <laughs> coming in there already, like you said, a fan favorite. These ladies, you know, I don't consider this like, you know, like roll up your sleeves, get yourself dirty work. This is filming for a TV show, but they've already filmed half the season. So Kathy wanders in, starts trying to push her tequila. These ladies are like, I worked all season. You just show up right now and you're going to push your product. Erica's like, I got hair extensions to sell. You know, like all of this <laughs> stuff. Of course, they're already mad at Kathy. Of course, they're they already. So they I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Lisa was like, no, F that. This is my show. And you aren't going to do that. And I think just Lisa is usually so calculated. I just don't think she counted on how much ill will she has towards her built up from the last two seasons. I, I also don't understand how Lisa can complain about someone uh, promoting their product when we've had three <laughs> parties for a two for what Risa uh, sorry Risa two parties for uh, Lisa Lips or Rena Beauty Red Rena Beauty Lisa. and Rena Rose one yeah. party which had no product at it no <laughs> product right and then Rena Rose which it wasn't a product yet it's still in testing or whatever we're still trying to figure out the brute people are you dying know? from the testing by the way I've, uh, that's an exclusive people have yeah. died testing that no <laughs> you know you know too also it was so funny because i saw a comment come out today where she just found out that eva longoria was the one who's backing yeah. casa del sol and she's like oh my gosh this is your tequila i didn't know it's like and then she was uh, congratulations she goes i didn't know this was you congratulations and yeah. now rena can go to a bar and go my close personal friend eva longoria tequila. yeah sit down like now climber. it's cool to have that tequila like it's <laughs> that is the hollywood you, game like that is hollywood so game. hollywood i think You're she's right. been in it so long you know it, it's it's she's so used to playing those kind of she's like a silent you know, film actor you know? i always compare her to that like silent film grand actor of like she finally found her place because remember rin has been kicking around hollywood for a long time and she's consistently worked but she was considered like a c to a minus B level actor at best. I mean, <laughs> sure, you know, sure. like I'm trying to I mean, be, I loved her on Nola's place. I loved a her. lot. So many people did, but remember that was what, 1994, 1995. I like, was one. <laughs> I was old enough I, to, to start enjoying, uh, TV shows like Melrose Place at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Rinna's a hustler and she finally found this thing that was a gift to her almost of like a new, like reinventing, her whole persona in a way. So it's interesting. So there is 
That's what I always read into of the desperation we see from her online, the clinging, the, you know, because this is somebody that really loves fames. We know how much she wants to be invited to parties. We know she's accepted free invites to tons of parties. We know she, you know, the charity events and all of this stuff. This stuff, Hollywood matters to Lisa Rinna. And that's why I think she went so hard almost i mean not almost too hard online where she does it to herself it's almost like a nervous tick she can't mm. stop she can't stop uh talking about the housewives online even though she says she's gonna stop she can't stop getting into it with fans she can't stop and in my thought i was like man if i was rich or well off like lisa or had a cool house like that like my hope would be that i wouldn't even be online my hope would be that i would be enjoying my family or my rats that are in my kitchen having fun with them you know like i mean but she doesn't do it's like she'd rather be online arguing with us and that's the part that it's like that makes me that makes me so sad. Like, I'm already sad for myself, you know, for doing this for what I do. But I'm sad for her as well, because I'm like, you don't need to do any of this. You know, well, we're not sad for you. We're happier here. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, Ryan, too, you know, what's so funny is Jason and I were talking about this because we've done so many interviews at this point. And even the in-person ones or like if we go out with some of the housewives, if they come in town or we're visiting, we go out to dinner and stuff. And nine times out of 10, a lot of these housewives they really, the, the main topic of the show or of the conversation is the show. They can't help but talk about the Isn't show. It wild? And it's, it just it's... like consumes their life. And yeah, I had this conversation with Fallon, who was my first in-person interview. And we were talking a little bit about some of the Real Housewives of Atlanta ladies. And anytime that they would meet up after the show, all they would talk about is their next move on the show in order to keep relevance. And it's like, it does. It absolutely has to consume you. But I wanted to ask you a couple questions, almost like a fire round. I have to yeah. pick your brain. You love your fire rounds. I do. I but do. Also, wait, just real quick on the, the housewives thing. What you just said is that I'm like I said, I'm not into sports, but I'm I, I've watched a lot of documentary about sports and it's like they're like Tom Brady. They're obsessed with it where they can't go back to their families. They're in the game. They're already in next season. They're training like it never ends once you're in this housewives loop and that's the part that's fascinating but also the part that i think bravo needs to find the best way to control because they're ruining their own product by letting all of this drama happen off camera you know right. i know that is and you guys know that especially from vanderpump rules like all i mean it's like these guys live in drama even when it off camera off season and it's just like bravo needs to find a way to be able to harness this so they don't lose the audience completely or the audience that comes in that's new isn't like wait what happened on Line? I don't remember. I didn't even I don't follow any of these people. What happened? And that's why you guys, I always pick we need to do a show for Bravo. It's a weekly show where we update the Bravo audiences on what happened in social media that week between housewives. I I mean, we need to do this. I'm telling you, this would be a billion dollar. I mean, not a billion, it would be a million dollar idea. No, we'll, we'll go with the billion dollar. That's you said great. what is the next show? You because for those of you guys who don't know, and you wouldn't know because we haven't even mentioned it, but Ryan and I are going to collaborate on YouTube because this is the thing, especially when you're building platforms, it's so great to collaborate with other content creators. And yes, you get introduced to different audiences who may not know, you know, know you yet, but then they fall in love with you. And especially this is something new for us. So we're so excited to have Ryan on as one of our first guests for Hot Messy Podcast. But on YouTube, it's such a big deal because you get very loyal subscribers and people who are just like, once that notification comes up, they're hiding in work, they're hiding behind their desk, they're working at a dentist's office and they're like, 
creeping down and reading. Like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, Ryan Bailey's going live. No, right now. I saw. I mean, dude, I see your guys' eye. I mean, like, I like it really is. It it truly is incredible. And I have a little. I mean, I have that with the podcast in terms of like my baddies out there, like support me. Like, no, I mean, it really is truly incredible. But YouTube is like this whole other level. Like where I'm like, what is like, i have not even really slowed down to take the time to learn it like I should. So that's why I like with, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's collaborate. I want to do like, please. I like, let me, let me learn at the the feet of masters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, it, it's definitely something we're going to do. And I love that show idea. So we got to put something together, but we can't deviate here, Ryan, because <laughs> well, really, I that's all I do, you guys. Of, a you lot guys of people know. who watch Sorry. Bravo, a lot of people who watch Bravo and stuff do not know what's happening off the show they're only right. watching the one episode every week this is what they get the, you know that is it. it it you have to go next level to go start watching youtube to start listening to podcasts about it to start finding out what's actually happening and i think that would be an amazing idea it would just it would drive yeah, the show cool. it would drive but, the show anyway and sorry, anybody Adam. listening sorry for all the interruptions everybody i just get really excited talking all of us and i also just had a i've had a huge uh I, i'm on a venti cold brew i've oh no it's like trenty i'm at a trenty cold brew <laughs> this is okay this is great so <laughs> now i have to i have to ask you really quick and it, it's going to be I'm, I'm just going to hit you with the questions yeah yeah Personally, when I go on social media and I see people just defend, defend to no end, Lisa Renna or Erica Girardi, Erica, who doesn't really like to acknowledge the victims, but Lisa Renna, who it's just like watching her, I'm just <laughs> taken aback. It just almost irks me and I have to take myself out of the rabbit hole and I have to stop looking at social media because <laughs> then I become a housewife and I'm consumed by it. Yeah. How do you feel when you see people just blindly defending some of our biggest villains on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. My uh, my gut reaction is always like, what the hell are you defending at this point? Like, that's my first gut. Like, I can also give up to Lisa Rinna is a legendary housewife. And I'm not one of the fans that are like, oh, fire these ladies. No, keep them around. I love talking about Lisa Rinna. I want to talk about her for the rest of my days. Like, I will. But like, I'm not that. But it, it, I just wonder, like, what are you defending at this point? Because. Uh, are you defending the looks? Is that what it, you know, you think that such fierce looks, are you defending the lies? Are you defending the behavior towards quote unquote friends? What are, or are you just loving it from a, I love mess. Right. I love dirty and messy. I love, you know, like I love that, which is valid. My other thought though, is when I think about it more, I think about it like, that's why I love housewives that's why i love pop culture is that we all do have different takes i always say on the podcast mine is the correct take but i love that everybody gets to have their own take so you could be the biggest friend in erica stan i don't understand it but i love that this is a community that we all can have our own opinions i just sometimes I'm curious about why I find with Erica and Rinna, I don't necessarily ever get an answer. Why it's always like, it's like, well, because she's a legend. I'm like, okay, cool. What else? Like what now though? What, you know, it's like a notch under politics where we're like not getting yes! into a big, like mosh yes! pit of fist fighting about it, but we're also like, <laughs> Like oh yeah, well, by Cass. the way, Bravo. Well, well, I'm I'm scared for BravoCon. By the way, I feel like people. There's gonna be a battle at BravoCon. Are you going, uh, Ryan? Are you going? Yeah. Oh, oh we, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Oh hell yeah, good. I oh, mean, I just absolutely. literally found out this week, so I'm very. I'm trying to put things together and figure out where I'm going. And if you have any, like, let me know where the parties are at. I don't know, but we I'm have gonna be the there. parties down. Actually, okay. So, yeah, actually, funny. Adam is the only. Yeah. 
I think Adam is the right. He knows where the, the parties are happening. Yes. I'm going to be yeah, working. Please, a please bit, let so. me know. I mean, I'm going to be getting content throughout, but I want to like meet up with as many people as I can that I've only met through Zoom or met through. I, I mean, I just can't wait. That was That's awesome. That was Jason and I's. Well, we'll talk to you more about it after. Yeah. But Bravo. Con, Wait, now like, I, have, I have a question. Just on, we're sticking on Lisa Renna here for for a minute. I mean, literally, like we've been talking about her so much, and I think this is the point a lot of fans have is she is always talked about. What would happen if Lisa Renna doesn't return next season? Mm -hmm. Does that ruin the show for you? Can the show be done oh, without Lisa Renna? Not at all. Actually, I mean, the show can be done, and that's what I always. And this isn't specified towards Rinna, but I do want to get away from the fact that any one character is bigger than the show. The show is the main thing. Nobody is bigger than the show. And that's why anybody threatens with contract negotiations or anything like that. It's like, no, 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 no. The show is the king or queen and you are part of the show and you are a valued part of the show, but do not try to act because because I we've seen what happens to even the biggest stars on Bravo. What happens when Mickey they're not Gumbelson, on the show? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We see what happens, you know, like so don't act like you're the 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 queen of the show and it'll fall apart if you don't. Is that it, it's not going to the show will keep going. It might have an off season. It might have a building season, which is what happens. You know, Atlanta is a building season this season, and it was still pretty damn good. It's Ooh, just that I love it didn't have it just didn't have criminal activity, which we're now so used to in our heads because of Jen Shaw and Erica Jane and all of that stuff. We're almost used to it. We're almost like, oh, this season of Atlanta was kind of tame. Yeah, because nobody was threatened with jail. We got to get away from that. We've got to go back to like housewife stories. And with Atlanta, you actually learned about the new characters. You met their families. You met their spouses. Things that we used to do on these shows, but we're so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I always call it cotton candy drama. I love the cotton candy drama. One of my favorite shows on Bravo was Ladies of London. And I just <laughs> love, because it was just so, Yes, it, it was just so, you know, they didn't have to go to such lengths and 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 stretches to, to make a show happen. It was just, you know, their it's comebacks were, were funny enough. I, I, you guys know, I know you're the same way, but like you start watching this stuff so much, you start thinking from a production standpoint, like I really am. I'm now sometimes more fascinated with what producers are going to do and what producers, the hard decisions they have to make. And especially because we see the ratings for Beverly Hills really good, you know? So like, you know, do we eventually like, Hey, ladies of Atlanta, you're going to have to kill somebody this season. We need the ratings up. Like what <laughs> from a production standpoint, do you have to do to get eyes in? Like you talked about ladies of London, now, Ladies of London is a beloved show, but when Ladies of London was on originally, it did not get the fan support. And we already right. see it replaying right now with the real girlfriends of Paris. You know, it's getting not great ratings, but it's not bad. It's 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 one of those things that and I think of this of Housewives as well. Every Bravo show should automatically get two seasons. And every Bravo housewife should automatically get two seasons. Because it's not fair to judge anything by one season. Like you talked about Noella earlier on OC. As crazy and messed up as I thought she was, I would have loved to have seen a second season to see if she calmed down or if that really was her being sticky all the time. I would have loved, you know, is that even with my podcast, like the first year of my podcast, I was learning how to do things, you know, like what if I had like didn't do it myself? I would have maybe gotten canceled like, well, but I got a lot better in the second year. Like, I think you can't give up on these things and you can't give up on the shows because it takes a while for audiences to find them. Potomac, great example, too, of like 
I was one of the people that didn't watch the first couple of seasons. Yeah. And then the fan voice was so loud. They're like, you need to watch. This and I was is like, it. I mean, look at, look at the cast right Holy now. Crap. The cast, I, what, they're all back on the Legends. show from last season. They're great. They're fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So what would you think, since we are talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, what do you think about Diana Jenkins coming in for another <laughs> season? <laughs> I think, I think I am Diana Jenkins. Hello. No, I, I've got to be careful. Uh, listen, I, I give her a second season. She's not going to get one. She's not going to have one. I think she's made her decision for herself, but I would have liked to have things to calm down. The sad thing, this is what I, my point earlier is that we know more about Diana Jenkins because of all of these cease and desist and all this stuff she's done behind the scenes of the show, which would be great on our new show where we recap all the, the, the drama, but like, where's that energy on the show? Where's that? Like, I don't know who Diana Jenkins is still. I know her boyfriend, Asher, more than I do Diana. Like, I would love a second season. Actually, we know people who were, were his roommate yes. back in the day. Oh, and really? now we know his music. We know. Yeah, I have to agree with you. We I've know listened to his whole Asher album. Monroe. I've yes. listened to his whole album. <laughs> you know, what's so funny, too, is, you know, I, I got roasted on YouTube over. I didn't even defend the cease and desist. All I said was I read through them. And I read through a few in particular, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you are claiming that this lady did X, Y, and Z. And some of them are really, really harsh. They're vile, like they're provocative. Some of the things like the actions that you're saying that she's committing, like unless you were in the room, it's just mind blowing to me. And then I went on and I was like, you can't just say shit about people as if you know it's a fact like that's I mean that's, there are alleged course. things that right there but, are alleged things that she might might or might not have who knows they're all alleged but this was spoken of as fact and the details yeah. like Adam like you're describing were very kind of uh gross were oh, heinous. yeah when those season desist came out I well I mean I had two feelings first I was nervous because I was like wait a second what have I said because <laughs> I do a really bad diet I'm like I I do that really annoying voice and I do this and I'm like, okay, is that, what have I said? But I've always said alleged. I've always said this, you know, I've never put things as fact. And when I usually do my Beverly Hills recaps, I think my audience knows at this point, they're 95% silly and goofy, horrible voices, all of that stuff. But there was that 5% of me that was like, oh no, am I, am I next? And then I gotten tipped off that supposedly they were going to start going after memes and I was like, whoa, if you're going to go after memes, we're in like a whole new ball game of, uh, of of things. I understand protecting yourself, though, but it is weird. You you know, I feel like once Diana or her law team did that, you've kind of made a decision of, well, you're not going to come back. You don't need right. people to like you anymore. I mean, I've always questioned why Diana came on the show in the begin with. And I was hoping that the answer was, oh, Asher's album. But really, if anything, I would think this season hurt asher's music career more than it helped asher's music career if you look at it as a whole and i'm like asher can sing i'm not saying he's like he's obviously a talented person at you know it might not be my type of music but he's he's can sing better than erica jane can i mean that, that i don't think anybody true. can argue that so i i'm curious i just think um it's weird when all of those moves start happening at once because she had that she had the fund to the lion air crash victims the hundred thousand dollar donation um, I don't know. Like all we get to see you guys is from the show. So that's what we get. But then we get these articles and we get these rumors and the room 23 book and all of this stuff, which is fascinating. But yeah, we, 
we don't have factual proof on a lot of things. I mean, I'm I'm down to hear it. Like I'm I if you have proof, I want to hear it. I oh mean, yeah, please at this point. <laughs> exactly. And, and that was my whole point was unless you're in the room and you see something happening, like I feel like that was that was my only point. Is you just can't speak on it as as if it's truth. But okay. I do feel left out though. Well, Diana, I do feel left out. You wanted to like cease and desist. The, a lot of the cool kids got to cease and desist, and I oh got to tell you that Diana, hey, my numbers are good. We did my not. My numbers are good, Diana. It hurts when I'm not recognized, and I, just I don't feel s- left out. I just want to say that, Diana. I don't feel left out. I don't want to be brought in. <laughs> well, no, but Diana's law team. If you're listening to this right now. I do really long podcasts. You can bill for each one of those. I do a three hour podcast. If you could charge Diana at least, what are you, what are you, 1200 an hour? That's $3,600 just to listen to me make goofy voices for three hours. I would be a gold mine for your love. Boom. All right. Well, Ryan, because we know that you're an extremely busy guy and we, this has been so much fun. You're I, like, we got to get this guy out. Yeah. No, 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 no not it. at all. We have to get you on the tube. That's where we have to get you. But yeah. before we go, if you are painting your dream cast for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills going into next season, because we've already filmed the reunion. I've heard, yeah. I've talked to two of the housewives now from Beverly Hills. I know a few things that happened at the reunion. Apparently, it wasn't as eventful as we thought. It's really just a Kathy Hilton takedown. But Kathy Hilton knew what was coming. So I'm excited about that. However, if you could give us the cast for next season, say Bravo came to you and they're like, Ryan... We're putting this in your hands. Yes. You decide. You okay. decide. You are playing is, Bravo God. This is perfect. Um, okay. Not a lot of changes, actually. The okay. only oh. change. Okay. So not a lot of changes, but an addition or two. We get Erica Jane out there. You know, the, uh, there really isn't anything. I don't think there's any more meat on that bone. She's going to be dealing with lawsuits potentially for the rest of her life. And, you know, even if she didn't have anything in, you know, like, I don't think she was there signing the Girardi keys checks. I think, you know, like John, like our fellow, uh, you know, performing artist, John Hamm said this week on Howard Stern, you know, (laughs) these rings, these earrings were never yours, sweetie. If you, if you really think about it, like she's going to be in a world of hurt for a long time. I don't necessarily know if her journey is going to be fascinating to watch or where, because I really don't like, like this year, she talked talks about getting dick so much on the the show but like why don't we see a gentleman caller why don't we even see a shadowy figure in a bedroom why don't you open up that part of it i'm i'm even tired of hearing about your law struggles let's see all of this stuff that you tell us you're doing but we don't see and if you're not going to do that get off well mo- I, most I want- people argue that it, it's it's not her storyline she's living tom Girardi's storyline on the show well, Lisa Rinna is living everybody else's storyline yeah, on the this show. Is true. She doesn't really have her own <laughs> storyline. But I would keep Lisa. I would add Kim Richards and I would add Denise Richards. I would add both of those ladies back onto the cast. And that's unfair then because you would probably need Erica Jane there because it would be a Rinna takedown season. So you would need Rinna to have somebody to back her up. So no, they still fine. have the rest of the Fox Foe Four. They still have uh, that dude, Kyle. I, I feel like Kyle and Dorit. They read temperatures of the room. Oh, yeah. And Dorit, Dorit has stood up for Eric and all that stuff. But I have a feeling eventually even PK is like, hey, get off, get to the other side. Come on. We got out. We got we got projects to fund. Come on. I don't know. Like, I want to see Rinna takes pride in taking other people down. I don't think anybody can argue that. I'm not saying it's I don't personally love it, but it's not necessary. It's it's good TV. But we've never really gotten to the point where 
you know, Rinna has been taken down. And the moment Rinna feels like she is being taken down, she screams louder than anybody else. Uh, that's like, you know, it's almost like a tactic. Uh, you studied acting like, you know, she switches tactic to she's the victim. But I feel like we need <laughs> finally, it's like the ghost of Christmas past to all come in and say, this is what you did to me. You got Denise. You tried to screw this up with me, and I told you yes. something personal, and you use it against me. You got Kim Richard. You said I was almost dead with drugs. I actually do have uh, a substance abuse problem that I've struggled with my whole life, but you used it against me. You know, you have all of these people come in to show that this lady, like, and listen, this is like Darth Vader. There might be some good left in Lisa. There might, nobody is ir irredeemable. Nobody, you know what? Like, I would love to see Lisa. Okay, I recognize. And not just the BS that she does. And then the next episode, she turns it around and gets angry again. I don't know. I want Lisa there again. I mean, but the rest of it, holding her accountable, though, would be so genius if we brought in. You're right. And then Kim Richards would come in with such like a a vengeance too. watching a vitriol. The way, yeah. Yeah. The, watching the way that Lisa Rinna is treating Kathy Hilton this season, you know, Kim and it might also it, it also might um, not deflate is the right word, but it might also temper Kyle a little bit because Kyle has been there from day one. I mean, she's the OG of the OGs. Like she has survived all of this time, but you know, like her sister really affects her and Kim really affects her. It would be interesting because Kyle, when she gets on her heels, she gets really panicky. I mean, we just want Kyle to be happy and wear fun hats. And that's, that's her joy in life. <laughs> but she can see, I want to get a Kimosabi, uh, a cowboy hat now, but no, I would do all of them. I would potentially, I would potentially, and this hurts me because I really liked her this last episode or something, but it really goes episode to episode. I don't know how much longer we have with Crystal, but only I, I want to say this in the because she seems like the most normal out of all of these ladies. And I mean that as a compliment in that her kids seem awesome. I know there's an age difference with her husband, but they seem like they have a loving relationship. She always kind of makes sense to me. She does have the battle with her ED, which, of course, is is just so uh, I'm so happy that she has actually talked about it because it does help so many people. But sometimes I feel like she's so level headed that unless she is doing what she did in these past two episodes where she's going like, no, Erica, you know, I, I want that crystal to keep coming up because we need that voice of reason. But me other too. than that, it's sometimes to me so static. But I also think that means she will have potentially the best real life of all of those ladies, her actual life, not the one we see on TV, her actual life will be better than all of those ladies. And Sutton, Sutton is my love. Uh, she's wild and kooky, but I, I so you're, you're slutting for Sutton. Yeah. I'm a slut. Listen, I have tried, I've tried to ask Sutton out. Like I, I like, I am desperate to get Sutton on my podcast. I, I mean, now it's an ongoing joke on my show, but I, <laughs> and I always you know, like, because I do a foghorn leghorn voice for Sutton of like, I say, I say, you cannot. I, I'm on the board of two ballet teams. I say, I say, I own two minor league baseball teams. <laughs> you know, like she's always like that Southern. But I love her and I love that she didn't get bulldozed this season. Well, she, I mean, she did, but she didn't roll over. Like last season would have scared the crap out of me where I never would have said anything to Erica Jane ever again. And she, this year, she still stood up for things. And I she's was like, like I and she said, she, she said some horrible things herself too. I'm not going to, she's not perfect, but I am saying I'm, I'm like almost impressed that she stood up against the, you know, twin monolith of Rena and Erica, you know? 
Oh, all right. <laughs> Literally. A breakdown, a breakdown. I love this cast, though. I think, that, you know, everyone always uh, says they want Lisa Vanderpump to come back or, you know, I and mean, then she I would do. make the that, show. That would be nice. Someday. I would, like, too. I, I, would, I, love, I love Lisa, actually. I'm not I'm not a negative Lisa person. Like, I, I, I find it so funny. And you guys get that, too, of like how passionate it, it does remind me of sports of how much we root for our teams. Like, I'm like. I don't like Rin and Erica, but other than that, I'm pretty okay with everybody from every cast. Like there's moments where I'm like, okay, Candace and Monique still like gnaws at me from Potomac. I wish Monique would have stayed as well as Candace. There are things that gnaw at me, but I can kind of go back and forth or kind of, you know, one season like somebody and the next season not like somebody, which I find like pro wrestling and it's kind of fun. Um, but I don't get like sometimes the Lisa hate of like, never, never again. I'm like, what is going on in your life that you're like, I, is it the radar? Online I mean, she's still, what is it? She still stays so relevant on the show. I mean, just, I, uh, they don't this week, I think they're her. playing a clip of her, you know, and last yes. week they played a clip and every, every week I'd we're talking about there. Lisa Vanderpump on the show, you know, and, and I want her there rather than Vanderpump rules. Keep it the name, but like <laughs> they would always, the last season, they would slow down the show to explain what's happening to Lisa. It would be like, Lisa, here's what happened this last week. And the audience had already seen it. So we're like, why are we slowing down the show just to explain it to Lisa? We already know what's up. Lisa, you're a legend. Like, you know, but unfortunately, you know, even Ken is staying in the car these days. Like Ken wasn't even getting out of the Rolls Royce or the Bentley. He she'd be like popping to a party and be like, where's Ken? He's waiting in the car for me. Like that's like Ken was like, I'm even over this, you know? It's I mean. <laughs> And you guys have personal relationship with them. So, I mean, I just find it from a viewer standpoint, that's how it sometimes would come off, that we would slow things way down so we could catch somebody up. And I'm like, you already know what's going on, Lisa. I know how these shows work. You know, this is the scene where we explain to Lisa what's going on, you know? Real but on Beverly, Beverly Hills, she could kill it. In a nutshell, and Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I yeah. feel like this is wild because... You know, like you said, with Bravo, you have a whole community and people who just love this. And I feel like we could sit here and just dish on Bravo all day. But that's why I'm so excited because now we know that in two and a half weeks, we're going to see you at BravoCon. We're going to have to meet up. Let's grab some Casa del Sol. Okay, because Rena Wine doesn't exist yet. So we'll grab some Casa del Sol. <laughs> yeah. And Listen, maybe- I got to make it through the whole weekend. I can't drink Rena Rose. That'll knock me out by the first day. <laughs> That's rat poison, you guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm He's joking. Kidding, Rena. Don't kidding. get so Allegedly. upset. If you do, yeah, just tweet on. about him. Just or tweet just about own it him. if it is. Yeah, just own it. So, I mean, I can say Vanderpump Rose is absolutely delicious, but I'm not biased here. But with that, I bought Vanderpump Rose once just to get the bottle for my oh, my sad collection of reality show merchandise. Yeah. It's honestly, it's it's so delicious. I feel like I drank that for like. Two years it was my Adam used to drink it like water. So let's you know, let's be honest. Like good morning. (laughs) Oh, what are you having a drink? Some coffee? No, man from Brose. It's like really (laughs) no bitch. I did not. Yeah, Yeah, I did. We we need Vanderpump creamer for your coffee. Speaking of that, that would be nice, like a French vanilla or something. Like a Vanderpump. Yeah, just half a teaspoon gets you drunk. But Ryan, we definitely have to get together and we have to come up with a show idea or covering Salt Lake City, whatever the case is. Yeah, dude, I saw the first episode of Salt Lake City and I thought it was great. I thought it, I can't oh, wait for good. the third. I can't wait for this season and I, I can't wait to talk about it. If it's that, if it's something else, great. But yeah, man, I would love to be a part of your community and you guys, congratulations. I, I know listeners out there, be kind to me. I know I talked your ears off, but I'm so happy for you guys. I think 
this is going to be a huge success. And I'm just, uh, thank you so much for the honor to come on, uh, your show because it truly is, uh, you guys are doing, I mean, I, I hate to say doing the Lord's work that's overused, but you're putting in the work and you're doing it at such a level that it makes other people like me want to step up their game and be as good as you guys are. So thank you so much for even allowing me to be on one of your uh, first podcasts. Ryan, you know? listen, you know, you, you're you also one of the reasons we wanted to start a podcast. So you, it's it's the same. It's vice versa. Yeah. Same we, compliments back, but we really appreciate it. We're, yeah. we're just happy you're here. Absolutely. And we announced our first top three because we have our first 14 guests lined up so far. And we wanted to make sure that we had like a really dynamic group of people, just like industry friends, celebrity friends, everyone yeah. in between. But we had our first three before launching on September 30th. And we were like, who are we going to have? So we brought in someone who's affiliated with Ariana Grande. We brought in someone who's an E! News correspondent and works with the Today Show. And we're like, Ryan Bailey, because it's just like king of- Am I in the top three? You're you in are, the top you are, no. you are number two. Okay, I now I've got to, wait, wait, I've got to start screaming. Okay, when am I allowed to start promoting this? Because I need to make sure the baddies turn up to listen to this. You guys, you better be listening to this right now because if I'm in the, I, we've got to make sure people turn out to listen to this. That's okay. Now that's a lot of pressure. I've got to start promoting this right now. So listen, Ryan, your episode will- air October 4th. So if you're listening to okay. it right now, it's October 4th. And uh, God, what a pleasure just to have you here today. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank fun. you guys for the opportunity. You guys are coming on. Are we, am I allowed to say that you guys are coming on my show next Absolutely. week? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. And, and, and people listening, remember you, they're coming on my show too. So if you haven't already listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. Uh, and, and, and let's keep, uh, let's keep the, the love going, you know? And if you have already listened to both episodes, then go check out <laughs> the YouTube channel because we're recapping The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City yeah. at the end of September. So, Ryan, thank you so much. This was great, you guys. Thank you for allowing me to speak so much. And no, for no, thank putting, you. putting up with my coffee on. I appreciate you. that. All right, guys. Well, what an absolute pleasure to have so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. But now that we've gotten through that conversation, which I, honestly I could... I could feed off of his caffeine energy. I don't even need two shots of espresso. I mean, right Adam, now, we could have talked about literally Beverly Hills for three more hours before we dived into another one of the franchises. Easy. Absolutely. Easy. And now that we got that out of the way, that might have sounded like a good sesh, a good B sesh. But you know what I'm ready for, Jay? Oh, I'm sure you're ready for a bitch session. A bitch session. You love your bitch <laughs> sessions. Let's get into it because, Adam, what do you want to bitch about today? I mean, I have a list. But today I want to talk about a little bit, you know, we covered this with Ryan, social media and going down the rabbit hole because it's so toxic. Like, Jason, you know, and I'm just going to kind of take this away for a second. You know, for me personally, we have our YouTube channel. Now we have a podcast. We get comments all day. We get engagement on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like it's wild. And sometimes the comments are not so great. Most of the time they're amazing, but it's really toxic to look at. And then just like we had this conversation with Ryan Bailey, we're watching some of these housewives like Elisa Rinna who I agree, I don't want her to be fired from the show, but she's so toxic. And then I, mean, I see- listen, whose fault is this though? Let, let's really talk about this because social media for me, um, you know, is this social media's fault and what it's become? 
And, and that's why Lisa is reacting to that. Is is Lisa part of the problem of social media? Because when I started on social media, it was very different. We're talking MySpace and then Facebook. It but was when fun. Instagram started, and now Instagram is like the main, you know, what I think is the main thing. I know the younger kids are into TikTok and Snapchat, but Instagram used to be it used to be a place where you can share your photos, your experiences with your friends. It used to be positive. At some point that turned into a place of critique. It turned into a place of photoshopping and filtering photos to make it look like you're living a better life. And social media to me has almost become a sad place. However, it hasn't lost that connectivity of connecting you with your friends, your family, and people all over the world, especially for what you and I do, to be able to communicate with our listeners, with our our subscribers from YouTube, it is so important. So it's it's really like a double-edged sword. It's like, what, what do you do and, and what do you choose to take in and what do you choose to ignore? Listen, it's like a tool, okay? And I don't mean to make this sort of gruesome comparison, but that new show, Dahmer, Ryan Murphy's new show, Dahmer, came out on Netflix and I was just thinking about it. Like, a hammer is like a tool. It can be used to build, you know, build houses and it can be used as a weapon, which is like right. social media. Social media can be used to really get out great messages, to help charities, to help get, you know, things out there and more reach. But then it can also be used as a weapon. And I think that's the part that's so toxic because people get addicted to that part. I've even told you before, Jason, I find myself sometimes with some of my best friends arguing back and forth on social media, almost as if like the housewives, like it's politics. And we're talking about the president. We're arguing because they post ridiculous stuff, de- defending some of the most, you know, ridiculous characters on these shows. Well, these ran- yeah, they, well, they're also defending things that they would never know about unless they were on social media. Right. And I think that's, that's the point where it's like, maybe sit back and instead of voicing, you know, what you think is your opinion, because opinions change all the time with, with more information, you know, maybe just sit back and, and let it, you know, kind of marinate, marinate just a bit. It, it's but so crazy. That, We're so quick to jump nowadays. Right. But I think a lot of people too, and I noticed this with some of my friends who, when we get together or just even people on social media, it's like, since we just spent a whole hour with Ryan Bailey talking about housewives, I can use this as an example. You're not getting paid to be on the show. You don't have a contract. You are simply acting as a mouthpiece for someone that you don't know, but in no, your the, mind, in the little bit of editing that you get on a show, you're going on and blindly defending. And that's where I have to take myself out of it and be like, oh, okay, I'm just talking to an idiot. I'm talking well, to there's fool. an easy way to think about social media. I mean, this is how I think of it, right? The stakes aren't that high. It's social media. You're just, it's a lot of words. If you're on Twitter, it's a lot of you know, fake uh, filtered photographs. If you're on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, you still, you can connect just to your family, but the stakes aren't high. In your real life, the stakes are high. So focus right. on your real life instead of, I just feel like sometimes people just want to be heard and they want to be mean. I mean, think of all the trolls and and bots that are, are going around right now. I mean, we're just talking about the real housewives of Beverly Hills. People are accusing one or more of the housewives of of sending attack bots on different people's platforms. I mean, is this Star Wars? Like we're sending attack bots? We're you know sending what? the drones out? To... I'm starting merch. I'm starting merch for Hot oh Messy God. Podcast. What kind of merch? Are... For what? For Hot Messy Podcast. I'm starting merch because I'm a true entrepreneur at heart and I love to make money off of the most ridiculous things. It's going to be merch that says social gains like 
go buy a house, go put money down on something, go get a new job, get, you know, read a book, further your education, like gain For something. For every comment you put on Instagram, you should put a dollar in your savings account. Social gains, not social media. Boom. New there merch. you go, girl. There yes. you go. Yes. Thinking See, like the, a true hero. Look, we turned this, neg- is. this negative bitch session into a positive bitch session. How about that? I How love this that? podcast you know platform I can't already. call you Up and Adam on here because this isn't Up and Adam. You're Adam Newell, I'm host just, of a hot, messy podcast. No, girl. I'm Adam motherfucking Newell on this oh, podcast. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, bring it down a notch. We were just I talking think- about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what's so funny? We talked about this too. We had, and this is, we're going to end off on this, guys, but we did our Spilling Tea tour. Um, and after that, we've met a few people out and about just randomly because Jason and I travel a lot for interviews. And when we have people come up, they'll say, hi, up and Adam and down with Jason. <laughs> and I always joke with them. And I'm like, no, just Adam and Jason. Just just so, Adam and Jason. That's yeah. it. So now just Adam mother. No. Yeah. Motherfucking. There we go. There's some more yes. merch for you to to sell to. Um, no. Maybe your parents. That's not how I talk. No. 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 It's not how I talk. I take it all back. I take it all back. But with <laughs> that bitch session over, I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed Ryan Bailey on the show today. We have a lot. A lot more coming up this week, next week, and we have a ton of more bitch sessions if you love Adam's bitch session. But if you want to be part of the conversation, send your questions into info at hotmessypodcast.com. Do not forget to like us, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcast. And why don't you go ahead and leave us a free tip? And that's just to push that five-star rating and leave us a review. Adam, are you ready to go? I mean, I'm ready to go, but I also have to say a huge thank you guys because in our first month of launching this podcast, we've already made the top 100 and it just goes to show we have such an incredible community. It doesn't matter which platform we're on, but it carries over and we can't do this without you. So my heart goes out to all of you guys. I love you guys so much. And this means everything. Jason, is it time to go to happy hour? It's time to go to happy hour. All right. Let's go. Bye guys. Bye everyone. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.